Welcome to Shock 'em Dead Podcast, episode 13. We are your hosts, Aaron and Olivia. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the Buttercream Gang. <laughs> and Shrek. And Shrek. This is now Shrek 'em Dead. <laughs> no, we no are, we're continuing with the vampire thing. We are going to be uh, talking about Fright Night and Fright Night 2. But first, uh, we got some more mail from our boy, Artie. I just thought of the mail time song from Blue's Clues. <laughs> we just got a package. Uh, he sent us a copy of his 11th issue. And it looks like this one's all about Bigfoot movies. Which I didn't know there was a bunch of. So, uh, good, yeah. good coverage there, Artie. Yeah, there's like... Two in this whole thing I've heard of, so I'm going to be checking out some of these other ones. I had just glanced over because we got home from work uh, yesterday, and I was I felt dead. And he brought it in, and I was half asleep, and then I went to sleep. So I'm going to give it a better look because uh, definitely want to check out what movies you're talking about in there, and you always give a good description, Artie. Uh, check out his latest issue of. I mean, he he pumps stuff out all the time. Just just keep up with him. Uh, you know, check out where he sells it and everything, and. Yeah, we'll we'll put a link down below. Yeah. No note this time, but I mean, yeah. we, we get the gist of what you're sending. I yeah. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I looked all through it looking for a note. And I, was like, I guess he didn't send one. <laughs> and he also sent a whole bunch of other, a, a copy of Hypno Video Number 16, Family Movie Night. And a bunch of stickers and stuff. But this, I remember that he had sent me this to put, because I had this in my fanzine because i had a little advertising section i remember scanning this on the scanner and then putting it in paint and cutting it out and then putting it in the program and putting it all that stuff but yeah it's funny because it's like where do i where do i know that from yeah there's like ads for other darkest soul promotions yeah and no aliens but a big sticker this time now they know this is for nearsighted aliens Necrotic Records. Hey, I had that in my uh, fanzine, too, I'm pretty sure. Tran yeah. Transylvanian Recordings. Jerseyville, Indiana. Illinois. Indiana. Illinois. Illinois. Just a, just a bunch of stuff. A bunch of cool stickers and everything. Uh, I think I had, like, I'm going to go with, like, 60% of the stickers and stuff that got sent to me <clears throat> through fanzine trades and stuff were probably from Artie. Because I still have all that stuff uh, in drawers. And two Fangoria trading cards. That's pretty cool. Thanks. Thanks, bud. The Lost Boys and Darkman. Yeah, we should do Darkman one of these days. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see the Darkman When one. he gets pissed off at the uh, the boardwalk or the pier or wherever it was. It's been a while. <laughs> Thank you, Artie. Yeah, it was a boardwalk, I think. Let's see. Uh, I mean, what else have we been doing? Like, what do we do from when we watched The Lost Boys to now? Uh, well, we did our pickup video the other day. Yeah, if you didn't see that for whatever reason, we have a pickup video because we went to the flea market. We found some good shit because usually when we go to the flea market, we might find like one or two things. But this time, uh, it was pretty cool. We might... We might go again to a different one at some point because we both want to go to a different one. And if that's the case, and we find stuff, we would do another pickup video because I always, 
I'm always interested to see, like, if someone I enjoy watching gets some good stuff and they do a video, I'll watch. Mm-hmm. I like to see tapes and anything else interesting. And, uh... I, I didn't mention the, uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie puzzle I got in the <laughs> oh, pickup yeah. video. A dollar. It's from, like, what, 1984? 83. 83. <laughs> Gotta get that puzzle year right. Yeah, vintage. I put it together in, like, ten minutes. Because it was a hundred-piece puzzle for little kids. But I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate puzzles. It wasn't like our Ghostbusters Oh, my puzzle. God. That was... That prevented a podcast from being done. It's right there. It's right there. We didn't take it apart yet. No, because it was like that big of a puzzle. I understand it's poster size and, you know, you could hang it up and stuff. But you could still still see that it's a puzzle. But you could either buy a Ghostbusters 2 poster or you could hate yourself for like three (laughs) hours or more. Three days. I wouldn't have put that together. I'd have been like, absolutely not. I will buy a Ghostbusters 2 poster, and this puzzle could go to hell. <laughs> mm. Yes, but I, I enjoyed the, the smaller puzzles. I liked the picture of Huey, Dewey, and Louie. It was them in two wagons with... um. Donald? No, Donald wasn't there. It was some oh. turtle Oh yeah, that's right. that was trying to get out of the way, and then there was a parrot on the front. I like it. Uh, I like Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and Donald. If I remember for you video... Uh, people it'll be right here but it's probably not there oh <laughs> i'll try to remember <laughs> just go go to the part where we're both going like this yeah and then you'll see me go woo, and then you'll know that that's where to put it <laughs> all right <laughs> well uh, what if what uh we made it uh, made it to f- over 50 subscribers on youtube we're, we're, you know, a little bit far away from having, you know, 100,000 to get the little plaque thing, but, you know. We'll, yeah, we'll, just a bit. We'll get there eventually. Uh, Oops, bump the mic. Sorry, everybody. At least I'm not eating Pringles in the mic. What's wrong with eating Pringles in the mic, Tim? Everybody that didn't like that, just yell right now or comment below. Tim loved that. He sent me a text telling me to... Go fart myself. Yes, that means that somebody <laughs> loves you. Yep. Uh, any any anything else? Uh, we start we start playing anything else? We start doing I I I start playing the keyboard more. Uh, I learned the the Fright Night song. <laughs> uh, I bought a copy of Scarlet Nexus and haven't started playing it yet. Oh, I did try to play Dark Souls. I've never played Dark Souls before, and that. I didn't like it at all. I didn't think it would appeal to me because there's no story and it's just aggravating. And uh, it's like, I well, thought you're supposed to have fun. Apparently there is a story. I just, I don't know. I just, I mean, it wasn't making me mad. I just didn't like it. I, from what people have told me, it's just like, why do you want to play this? Why? You, we got, are we allowed to say what we got on laser? Yeah, I was going to mention that. Oh, okay. I forgot to bring it in here, though. Well, we will at another point. Yeah. Because we'll probably watch that. Uh, yeah, but our boy Jeremy, Frankie D. Faust, uh, hooked us up with... I don't think I've ever called him that. It's weird when I see he sends us a message because his name's Frankie. Yeah. I'm like, oh, our, Jeremy. He hooked us up with... Uh, 
No, I'm having a brain fart. Intruder. Yeah, intruder on Laserdisc. <laughs> uh, is the same Raimi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce Campbell. In. Well, he's like in there for two seconds. He's in there, though. Yeah. It's about a maniac in a grocery store. He's an intruder. I don't think so. I think he's just misunderstood. <laughs> but, uh. I don't think uh, I don't think we did anything else besides go to work and hate ourselves. I mean, at work, not. Yeah. <laughs> well, the last day was kind of fun because James body slammed the pallet. <laughs> yeah. Bump test. Dude did a chest bump on the entire pallet of chemicals. So it was like <laughs> bottles of bleach and laundry detergent and stuff. I saw it in slow motion and. Bump test. It was like, no. And I ran over trying to catch it, but I didn't get there in time. And they went all over the place. And then James collapsed on the floor from Aaron's foot stank. (laughs) That picture picture. will be right here. (laughs) I want it to fade in and then like it closes up on it and goes black and white and has sad music. Well, I can't do all that. Okay, imagine that then. If you're watching... Uh, if you would like to see that, then uh, send us a new computer that can do that, because mine cannot. <laughs> it can barely do what you're seeing right here. P.O. Box. <laughs> <laughs> Who sent us this fully customized gaming computer? Gaming PC? Wow! That'd be a hell of a pickup video. Probably those guys that got in trouble on whatever hell, Twitch or whatever, I don't know, it was like in the gaming news the other day they were like making fun of some girl or something and then now everybody hates them and they got their business license revoked or something like that what does that have to do with gaming pc like uh like the girl won a gaming pc from their little contest they did but they said she didn't have enough subscribers and they were making fun of how she looked wow that's really shitty so they didn't give her the computer that's ridiculous why would you do that I don't know. You like humiliating people in front of a bunch of people who subscribed to you because they liked you and now you're a piece of shit? Wow. Yep. And the person that entered your fucking contest you want to insult? You know, people might think I'm angry. But let me let me let me get something straight here. I don't like idiots. And there sure are a lot of idiots. Just saying. I do like people and I do like stuff. That's ridiculous. Uh, there was going to be a quick. Uh, it was a thirty-fourth. Let me let me get this straight. It was an album I like very much, and it was the anniversary of it. And then we'll get into Barney the about. Dinosaur, the soundtrack. He just ruined it. Well, it's, Barney's not that old. No, it was um. Malevolence Creation, The Ten Commandments. It came out April 24th, 1991. And it is 31 years old. Even though it's a, you know, not 30, 35, 40. But you know what? Any chance to talk about Malevolent Creation's Ten Commandments. One of my favorite death metal albums. Sometime I might talk about them. I don't know if it would be on the podcast or just a video by itself. Because I love Malevolent Creation. And they went through several members and... Their album covers are great. The second one reminds me of like a, a a summon or like a guardian force or something, the cover. But all right, we're we're uh 
Fright night. Yes. More vampires. More fun. No, it's not more fun. You know what? First off, I like these movies, and I will get to why I like the second one more, kind of. But I still like The Lost Boys more in terms of vampire movies. Yeah. When you have, like... I'm I'm still not going to count Alex Winter's character. When you have vampires in, in leather jackets that are, like, cool... Touched your hand. Sorry. <laughs> Ew. The doctor doesn't need to know about that. The <laughs> tapes are in the way. But, uh... And then you got Charlie Brewster and Evil Ed! It's like... You smell like shrimp, Brewster! <laughs> he looked like he did. If he hangs out with, uh, Marcy over there, he probably smells like yeah. chicken and shrimp. Right. Old chicken legs. Let's talk about the first one first. All right. We'll put Fright Night 2 back like, guess back who? Here. You got to put all the other ones down. Uh, King of the Hill, guess who? What? Somebody took... I saw it on Facebook or something <laughs> the other day. Someone took Guess Who and put, like, plucked all the pictures out of there and put pictures of King of the Hill characters. That sounds awesome. <laughs> and put for uh, uh, the... Mangione guy. Uh, Chuck they, Mangione? Yeah, they just put an actual picture of him. <laughs> <laughs> I would play Guess Who, King of the Hill. Yeah. You get tired of those same stupid characters over and over again. All right. First Fright Night. Does, I, does your character go, <laughs> Bobby, what are you doing to Ladybird? That would be really easy, though. <laughs> <laughs> Is your character Bill? No. Has your character ever dressed like a woman who divorced him and danced with a mop? <laughs> Lenore. Lenore. I can't do Bill. All right, Fright Night. <laughs> this movie. What if Bill was the next door neighbor in Fright Night? <laughs> uh... Dad, he's carrying in some groceries. Bobby, how many times do I have to tell you quit watching Fright Night? I can't do can I cannot do Hank Hill. Bobby, how many times I gotta tell you to quit watching them scary movies? Uh, <laughs> so the basic plot of Fright Night is that you know, the kid is obsessed with uh making out with old chicken legs and watching the T V I'm guessing like the weekly Friday night TV special called Fright Night, which is hosted by Dave Peter Vincent. What were you about to say? David Vincent. <laughs> David Vincent. <laughs> the singer of Morbid Angel. That was... would be pretty badass before he went insane. What, immediately when he started playing music? When he was in that weird goth oh industrial band? In I didn't know about this. I didn't know about this. What year was that? You said it was 90, like 92. 91. 92. Oh, no. Yeah, it was like from like their second album on until he quit. And then he came back and then he quit and then he came back and then he quit. I just want to hear what they sound like to hear how bad it is. Oh, yeah. I forgot to show you what they sounded like the other day, didn't I? Yeah, we could do live reaction real quick. I could look them up. No. Okay. I'll, at a later point. Next podcast, I'll tell you how bad it was. <laughs> 
Peter Vincent is the host of Fright Night, which is a weekly special where he... Sh- it's kind of like, you know, Vampire Elvira. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs. Joe Bob Briggs. Not as funny. A horror host kind of show. like Joe Bob Briggs. I do want to watch more of Joe Bob Briggs because that dude's funny. And you didn't like him before. Well, you showed me some weird clip where he was... I was like, what no, is we, going we, on? We, it was recent. We were watching... Uh, the last drive-in, we were watching the Castle Freak episode from like a couple of years ago, and then you hated it. I don't know why. The other ones were really funny, like him talking about the Evil Dead and stuff. I I think he did he he did a service to movies and provided entertainment. So it's a character kind of like that, but he's more like you know an old man. Yeah, and I, I'm guessing he's supposed to be like a Vincent Price character. Yeah. Obviously, you know that Peter. Peter Vincent. Oh, Peter Vincent. Petey boy. Yes. I'm sorry. I keep bumping the mic. I'm trying to move it. So um, he watches horror movies all the time, and he's obsessed. And, you know, him and Marcy are... Oh, Marcy. What was her... Uh, yeah, what was her name? I, I just kept calling her Marcy. So Amy. Was... Amy. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, because uh, when they were making Fright Night 2... She didn't come back because she started working on Married with Children. So it was right before Married mm, with Children. Yeah, because that started in 87. This is from 85. Yeah, and you know what's weird that we looked up? Uh, Jerry Dandridge, who is the next-door neighbor who moves in that um, Charlie sees. This guy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he's like 40, and Marcy was 23? Uh, no, she, 28. She was, she was 28. 29 in... Marriage with Children, season one. You looked it up. She, you said she's 27 or 28. Yeah, 27. All right, so somewhere in that region, and this dude's like 40-something. And he is the voice of Jack Skellington. Yep. <laughs> so isn't it weird that they like kiss on each other and stuff? I mean, I, I don't get that when people are like, well, it's acting. I'm like, your mouth was on their mouth. Yeah. Isn't there something weird about that if, if the person's like 20 years older than you? I don't know. Uh, on the back, why does it have, like, near the end of the movie when he's, like, hugging on her at the club, right next to where it says we paid 69 cents? <laughs> 69, dudes! 69 cents from booth 169. Oh! Um. <laughs> so, Charlie sees these people moving in, and they, they bring in a casket, and he's like, who, what? And then he's like, Mom, Mom, there's vampires next door. I like how he just tells everybody, like, I understand that you're obsessed with horror movies, but what makes you think if you say to your mom, Mom, there's vampires next door, full-grown boy in high school. He'd go to therapy. Yeah. But he, he, he tells the police, or he tries to say that Jerry Dandridge is a serial killer because people keep going missing because he's sucking their blood. And the live-in, what, what is he called? The uh, live-in helper or something. Would you like to, to uh, read Please. the plot real quick? Because he, he would make a more concise reading the back. Meet Jerry Dandridge. Hi. He's sweet, sexy, and he likes to sleep in late. You might think he's the perfect neighbor, but before inviting Jerry in for a nightcap, there's just one thing you... What's a nightcap? It's like what you... Uh, 
I, I know it in context. Here, There's I'll just one up. thing you should know. Jerry prefers his drinks warm, red, and straight from the jugular. It's Fright Night, a horrific howl starring Chris Sarandon as the seductive vampire and William Ragsdale as the frantic teenager struggling to keep Jerry's deadly fangs out of his neck. Only 17 years old, Charlie Brewster knows Jerry's blood-curdling secret. When Charlie can't get anybody to believe him, he turns to a TV horror host, Peter Vincent, who used to... Uh, right, I lost where I was. Who used to be the great vampire killer of the movies. Can these mortals save Charlie and his sweetheart, Amy, from the wrathful bloodsucker's toothy embrace? If you love being scared, Fright Night will give you the nightmare of your life. Rated R. Alright, I found out what Nightcap is. A nightcap is an alcoholic drink... Oh, damn it. My contacts are messing up here. An alcoholic hot drink taken at the end of the day or before going to bed. That's a nightcap. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I thought that was just called getting toe up and passing out. The, uh, the, the more refined version is... I had a nightcap last night, and everybody's like, <laughs> "I had a nightcap." Oh, champ, I think I ate your chocolate squirrel. I had a nightcap and woke up in the ditch, covered in bees. <laughs> the Monster Club is the only known vampire movie that Vincent Price plays a vampire in. It didn't come out until 1981 when he was 70. Hmm. It was the Monster Club, the very last of the famed. Amicus Productions Anthology Horror Films. What were you want? Were you reading about? I was wanting to know if Vincent Price was ever in a vampire movie because David Peter Vincent <laughs> Peter P E T E R Vincent Roddy McDowell. That's his real name. I was wanting to know. Quit bumping the mic. I'm sorry. At least I'm not eating Pringles. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep bringing that up. I'll stay here. I will though. I'm sorry for the listeners. Well, I mean, you can talk in the mic when it's this far away. I know. it's it's It sounds odd to me in my headphones. Well, then lean forward. But then I, I had it where I wanted it, and then you know, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you get the gist of the plot from the back. What, uh... I, you know what? We just watched the second one, and I could remember... A lot more about the second one than I can the first one because well, I, I was going to say that this was directed by Tom Holland, the little boy that plays Spider-Man now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the, the original Tom Holland. <laughs> the cooler Tom Holland. And, uh... What were you going to say? I was going to say there were, um... There are a few times where there was a lull in the story. Like, when you have something that's that 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 powerful with a vampire living next door to a, to a kid and he's trying to kill him, you'd think that it would be continuous. But there were some times where you were like, okay, I'm not talking about when he goes to get uh, Peter Vincent. Got it right that time. Um when he first goes to get Peter Vincent after he goes to the cops and he says, you know, I think my next door neighbor's a serial killer and the guy's like, okay, we'll come check it out. And um, they go to the house and of course, you know, Jerry Dandridge is eating an apple, which, why was he always eating an apple? 
Uh, well, I, I know it's probably symbolism, but vampires don't eat. Show that he didn't have fangs. Because I remember that one time he bit into it and it had fang marks. It's kind of like that time when the gorilla bit Donald's popsicle and it had fangs in it and Donald went to eat it and he realized there was a gorilla behind him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same thing. Okay, so that's why he ate fruit. It's weird. <laughs> See, I don't have fangs. I ate an apple. Uh, Did you forget what you were saying? Kind of. <laughs> All right, they go, he's not a serial killer. And then Charlie's like, mm, check the basement. And then you could see that they're kind of getting agitated. The day, the day man, I don't fucking remember his name. The dude who lived with Jerry Dandridge, and I don't know why. What did he do for him? Did he get rid of the bodies? Mm-hmm. Why, why wouldn't it be a woman that lived with him? That was his boy. Who was Amy? Why was there a painting of Amy? That was Jerry's old ball and chain from back in the day. Jerry couldn't have done a little better than Marcy? <laughs> nope. Like, I mean, I ain't saying he looked good, but Charlie? It's like, yeah, yeah, that's about right. And his girlfriend in the second one is like, no. <laughs> no. But the, okay, so they don't. They can't search his house, and then he finally, Charlie finally has enough, and he's like, but, but he's a vampire! And then the uh, police officer, great move, by the way, buddy. That'll make him stay. And, mm-hmm. the, and the police officer's like, I'm getting out of here. And of course, you know, Jerry laughs, and he's like, goodbye. And then he's like, he does the old hand banana, you, tonight. Except he doesn't rape Charlie. <laughs> he might have. He threw him through a closet door. But he said, you know, I'm going to come get you tonight. That scene was a little bit lengthy of him coming in. And I understand it's probably um, tedious to make sure you get all the shots that you need when you're doing special effects like that. Because, I mean, that's a lot of work. And you want to get the shots right and everything. But I feel like they could have been cut a little bit shorter. Not that I'm not all about the, the blood and everything. But, you know, it's not that... It wasn't that memorable when at the end he finally gets it. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. That would have scared me when I was when I was younger. Uh, and the uh, the vampire effects are good in this. Yes, uh, very good makeup. Uh, it's no uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but I mean it works. I've never seen that. <laughs> they look stupid. Oh. <laughs> oh, which I just offended like five hundred thousand. Uh, girls that grew up in the 90s and 2000s. Why was... I never was interested in Buffy. Why was her name Buffy? I don't know. That was her name. She I mean, I used to... No. That's, I don't know. Why is your name Olivia? <laughs> what? Buffy's not a name. I've never heard that. It's short for Buffalina. <laughs> you used to you used to like her? Or you used no, to like I used that? to watch that with my mom. You cut me off. Okay. <laughs> what? Well, you used to watch a lot of stuff with your mom that I did not. I did not watch. I watched Buffy and Angel and Supernatural. My mom watched stuff from like the 30s. I like the Marx Brothers. Well, she likes to watch stuff from when she grew up, which is not from when she grew up, so I don't understand why she watches I was like, that stuff. damn, my mom ain't that old. No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because her parents watch that stuff. 
I guess. I don't know. She listened to, like, stuff from the gramophone. I was like, what the f- What are you listening to? And it'd be like... <laughs> Yeah, that's from Aladdin. <laughs> she was listening to uh, a gramophone rendition of the song from Aladdin. I wouldn't have been that surprised. Me and Janine used to make fun of what she listened to, like that banana split for my baby song. I was like, what is this? And I looked at the title. I was like, banana split for my baby? Is this what you like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That and Pat Benatar. Now it just sounds like I'm ripping my mom a new one. I'm not. I'm sorry. Sorry, Mom. She doesn't listen. <laughs> We're still talking about the first one here. Yeah, I know. And you're like picking at the sides of the tape. I fidget. I'm sorry. <laughs> just gonna fidget with your hand. So, so Charlie goes to, to Peter Vincent. After the police are like, uh, no. Yeah. And then uh, Peter's, like, getting fired from his job and whatnot, and he's like, no, boy, you get out of here, because he doesn't believe him. And then uh, and then that's when Jerry comes and destroys his closet and all that stuff. How does he explain that to his mom? I don't know. I never I said that when we were watching it, even though you know, I've wondered that every single time I watched it. Night terrors, Mom. I just... I farted so hard I blew myself backwards through the closet. I, I thought you meant like the fart was like. It was the opposite. He was standing. He like, walked in the room. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> I hate too much White Castle. Help. Uh, his uh, his friend, uh, Evil Ed. I guess he's his friend. He acts like he's like weirded out by him. Yeah. He's like, what do you want from me, Brewster? And, uh, well, him and, uh, Amy go and they are like, we'll give you a $500 savings bond. Yeah. I was like, you're going to use your savings bond on this weirdo who keeps blowing you off. Who's ugly as hell. Okay. Go well, ahead. Peter Vincent's ugly as hell. No, I'm talking about, um, Amy wanted to use her $500 oh. savings bond for this kid who believes in vampires. She hadn't even seen him. I would have been like, that's nice. Yeah, so Peter comes up with a way to, like, he's like, oh, I'll get some fake holy water and we'll pretend, you know, we'll use some of my movie props and so, <coughs> cough. So we, so they go to Jerry's house and they're like, oh, he's, oh they called Jerry Yucking first. Yeah. yeah, and he call. was like, I'm just going to put tap water. It's not going excuse me, excuse me, it's not going to be holy water. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So he's like, oh, all right, yeah, we'll do it. And then they go there and they do it and then. Uh, Charlie's like, well, I'm fine, you know, vampire. And then Peter Vincent's, you know, like, come on, Jerry, or not, not Jerry, come, come on, Jerry, let's go on a vacation to the Bahamas. Oh, uh, he's like, come on, Charlie, let's get out of here and leave this guy alone. And he goes to open up his little compact mirror, I guess, to check his makeup. I don't know. And then, no, he said it was just a habit. Oh, I guess because for the movie, I don't know. He just opened it up and noticed that Jerry didn't have a. A reflection. A habit? I don't know. Habit. Is it like you want a side view mirror for your body? No, he just opened it. I oh, don't know. okay. All he right. just had it in his pocket and opened it and just happened to see. Yeah, and he realized that Jerry didn't have a reflection then. And he's like, 
And he's then he, a real breathing vampire. He's a real boy. And then he fumbles the mirror because Jerry sees his face and he's like, what's wrong? He's like, no, nothing, nothing. Let's go. We're going to Gold Corral. Let's get out of here. And then he, you know, drops his mirror and accidentally shatters it and tries to clean it up real quick and shove it back in his pocket and get away from the vampire. And then um, yeah. the day man. One thing I want to know is, all right, Charlie drives this, you know, this 60s Mustang. And, like, he's supposed to be a kid with a crappy Mustang. Why'd they just get a nice Mustang and just put some primer spots on it? Why'd they, they actually just go get a crappy Mustang? Probably would have been easier, wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't know. And Ugh. and Jerry oh. destroys it, and they never show it again. I wanted to see it destroyed. You did? Yeah, because I know they didn't do it. It'd be like, like a cracked window. It's destroyed. <laughs> There's some raccoons living in it. They beep the horn every day. <laughs> All right, so now... Fright Night 3, raccoons so in, now, in a car. So now Vincent Price Peter uh, wants to uh, get some. He goes some. home and he's all... Well, get some. Vampire. Vampire what? Blood. <laughs> That's that's what the tagline should be. He wants to get some vampire blood. <laughs> okay, so so Peter Vincent goes home and he's like surrounding himself with garlic and freaking out and he doesn't want anything to do with it anymore because he's like What? And the so what? uh you know, after that Jerry's like, I'm not just gonna come kill you i'm gonna destroy you because you brought this guy here and he realizes that he probably knows he's a vampire because uh jerry says to day man the dude who lives with him i'm calling day man um he ain't the night man that's jerry jerry's the night man and guy who helps is the day man and he's like they won't be back anytime soon and jerry walks across the floor and he's about to agree and then he realizes that he hears a crunch under his foot and he looks down, and he picks up a piece of mirror, and he was like, will they? And then it goes to, um, okay, I think the scene with them in the alley was too long. Yeah. Like, I understand it was supposed to be a build-up, but it's like kind of supposed to put you on edge, but after a while you're like, I've seen this for a time, so it's worn off. <laughs> yeah, they turn old evil Ed into... A vampire. Vampy Ed. Didn't really care for his character. He looked like Beavis. <laughs> yeah. That's what I kept thinking. And then they walk down the alley. And they walk down the alley. And then they, I was like, how big is this building? How big is this building? Usually an alley. Unless it is like an enormous building, which usually... I wouldn't... I don't know. And it's like winding and stuff. It's like, is this a, a maze built for people getting stalked by vampires? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was, was a little bit too long. And then he, he turns Ed into a vampire, and then they come to their house, and then uh, Marcy, <laughs> Amy, and Charlie go and convince Peter Vincent to come help them, even though he's scared out of his mind, and... uh they go, 
and they take on Jerry in his own house. And Ed is there, and they have to pick off the vampires, and of course, um... Wow, this is blending together, because now I'm thinking of the Frog Brothers killing the vampires, except that was way cooler. Charlie should have called the Frog Brothers. Yeah, what do you want? This is the, the one that talks like this. What's up with the youth? We're here to kill all the vampires. Did you all go listen to What's Up With The Youth? If not, it'll be right. No, it won't. It won't. <laughs> okay, so they, they eventually kill Jerry Dandridge with a stake through the heart, but they find... Well, you forgot about... You didn't mention the clubbing scene. They go clubbing. Why? Bow, 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 and bow, then he's dancing bow, all up bow, on Marcy, bow, and then he... <laughs> and then he... he... He bangs Marcy, right? Amy. Her name is Amy. He he bangs Amy, and then she's a vampire, so she, her hair grows like a foot <laughs> when she's a vampire. It's just like in the interview with the vampire, or an interview with the vampire. When, I was thinking about watching that again. Because when the little girl, Kirsten Dunst's hair grows out like a doll. I like, I like that movie. I think I'm a sucker. Oh, pun. Uh-oh. I think I'm a sucker for vampire movies is what I was going to say. So her hair grows really long and then she has that special effect that I guess the, the movie's partially known for when it's like a giant mouth that's and, got fangs in it. And she starts acting like a cat. Heat. <laughs> yeah, we're getting our cat fixed next week because she's in heat. Anyhow... Uh, yeah, so she's she's making biscuits with her feet, yelling, screaming. She's a vampire. So they have to kill Jerry before dawn. And the scene where they killed Jerry was with light. Because in the basement, they started, you know, scraggling out the... Whatever he had on the windows. Like, it's just breaking them. And Black then he, paint. uh... Yeah. And then he disintegrates. But the way he disintegrates, it was like he, he started to kind of rot away. And then he started to melt. And then... I appreciate those special effects. And then it showed him, like, kind of setting on fire from the sunlight. And then he started melting away, and he saw his bones, and his his skull, like, flies backwards, and it starts yelling, and it falls on the ground, and it, it, it like, disintegrates. I was like, A+. plus, mm -hmm. A+, plus for that. I think that was honestly my favorite part of the movie, and the makeup for the vampires is very good. <sighs> okay, so that one, what are your thoughts on this one? What do you give that one? Uh, well, I've liked it since I was little, so I give it like a a nine out of ten. I thought it was. I did. I did enjoy it, and I would watch it again. And I think it's a very good premise with you know the kid, like the 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 guy who made this movie said he wanted to make it based on what just a scenario that he thought because when he was a kid he really liked you know vampire movies and scary movies, and he thought what if someone actually moved in next to you who was a vampire? What would you do? I like that concept. It's very good. It was unique for the time, and it was well done. I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10 as well. That's a 9. I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. I didn't see that when I was little. I didn't, I don't know, we didn't have those movies. I didn't see it on TV. Produced, and it also would have scared me. Produced by Herb Jaffe. Jaffe. So, Jaffe, get out of them sprinklers. But then 
two years or three years later, we got, or four years, I don't remember how many years it was. Got the Steven Seagal introduction there. Four years later. Fright Night Part 2. Had to get that. Oh, that was unnecessary. I coughed. Okay. Welcome to Fright Night Part 2. Peter Vincent's back, this time with guns. Guns. <laughs> no, Peter I Vincent. Right when you said guns, I was stretching like that. <laughs> Peter Vincent and Charlie Brewster are back in the long-awaited sequel to the box office smash hit Fright Night, and so are the bloodthirsty creatures of the night. Charlie has just met Regine Dandridge, an exotic, heart-stopping beauty with a deadly taste for things warm and red. I guess it kind of ruins it if you read the back of the tape and you see her last name is Dandridge. Yeah. He can't stop thinking about her, dreaming about her. Not even Charlie's girlfriend, Alex Tracy Lynn, uh, who was in the, the movies I used to watch when I was a kid with my sister, my boyfriend's back. Oh, we watched that not too long ago. I thought it was pretty good. Maybe we could talk about that sometime. Nor Peter Vincent can keep him from being mesmerized by her fatally seductive powers. As the irresistible regime drains the blood from his veins, Charlie is suddenly jolted by the spine-chilling reality that there's only one more, or one thing more terrifying than fighting vampires. It's fucking him. <laughs> becoming one. Directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, Halloween 3 has surpassed uh, wait, no, has surpassed the, our favorite Halloween movie has surpassed the fright of the original film to create a tantalizing shocker in Fright Night Part 2 this time the suckers want more than blood they want revenge Vincent sort of Take that, vampire. Okay, so the first thing I will say about this movie is that, you know, when you, you watch a sequel to uh, a successful movie, you kind of think it might be a cash-in, but they had these lined up, like, back-to-back, so it was definitely a passion project, but the director couldn't come back, so he told, uh, what's his name? I can't, I, I, Tommy Lee Wallace, he just said, keep it fun and keep it scary, and he definitely did, because I'll tell you what, this one is definitely memorable to me, from the special effects to the cast, to the plot, to the fact that they used a lot of stuff from Dracula, the book, which is one of my favorite books ever, and, um, like, it was, it was very good, and it was, there was comedy relief, but, okay, first of all, it's Uncle Rico yeah, that but... is the comedy relief, and it's done well. And he's kind of like the, 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 I'm trying not to curse that much, but who cares? He's kind of like the fuck up guy who, who's, you know, bumbling and an idiot, but he's a werewolf too. So it's like, got to work with what you got. And, uh, he was supposed to be evil Ed, but the actor went on to seven, six, nine evil or something. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. But if you hadn't said that the horror movie, that's a phone number evil. <laughs> Seven nine six seven six nine three eight six seven five three zero nine evil. Uh, already in his last issue. Seven six or nine seven six. We got we go. that so wrong. <laughs> and it was uh, directed by Robert England. Yeah. Never saw it. Maybe we'll have to check that out too. We got it on DVD. In uh, the tenth issue, already gave Fright Night Part Two four out of five 
Manos, Hands of Fate. Manos. Oh, Manos, yeah. The... I watched that long ago. I, I remember that was when I was watching um, The Angry Beavers, too. And they watch a lot of, like, obviously fictional old bad movies. The and I thumb. watched that. Yes. I love The Angry Beavers. I have Norbert Daggett and Footy Pajamas. It, plush. I like them. <laughs> yes, but uh, uh, I had, well, neither of us had ever seen this one before. We've had it. Like I, I bought it at a church thrift store a few years ago. I wonder why they didn't use the the other cover for uh, this. You know, I mean, they did. They did do the same thing, but with the the apartment building, yeah. which I liked because it was this old. It it looked like an old gothic building that was in New York that is probably haunted anyway. Like it could have been 1408's cousin or something, which we will also talk about mm-hmm. at a later point because I love that movie and short story. But I also liked how the architecture was and how everything was old and how there's just like a vast number of people living in this old apartment building that is essentially like an old hotel is what it looked like. So the vampires could just feast but they wanted to get lady i don't remember her name regina Is that got it? The, yes regina the seductive eyes and lips of the white void <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think that lady was pretty like jerry i don't know how you got that girlfriend you have and you took one look at this lady and you're like julie carmen is the actor that played Regina. Okay, she's not ugly, but it's like... You're throwing out all these words and you... Okay. Regina. I'm sure she was a nice lady. I'm not trying to shit talk her. She was a good actress. And she was originally going to turn down this part because she said she didn't want to be an Elvira ripoff, even though that was for like one scene in the movie. Yeah. And it was not Elvira at all. She just kind of danced around... I was like, how was that an intro to anything? How would anybody know what you were doing? Like a, uh, what do they call that? Like the, what do they call it? Interpretive like, dancing. Yeah, interpretive dance number. And apparently it was choreographed by the, uh. Michael uh, Jackson guy? No, yeah, the, uh, the guy who played the androgynous, uh, transsexual, first transsexual vampire in any movie, roller skating transsexual mute vampire. Named, That's a hell of a list. Named Bell. Yep. And it was Michael Jackson's choreographer. You'd think they'd bowl a little better, so I'm saying. Yeah. That part where they were bowling, I like what you said. He was like, were they just like, have fun? Do whatever? We'll film, yeah. Because the one guy had the bowling balls and was going, the dude who who was eating the bugs. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo Bob on Joe Dirt. (laughs) He's been in a bunch of other stuff. Okay, so the... um, so the ragtag misfit group of vampires is Regina, who is the the Re- the Regine. one who okay Regine, who mesmerizes Charlie. Who I like that they use that because Dracula once he bit somebody, even though it's once you bite somebody in Dracula, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, once you bite someone, or once Count Dracula bit someone and sucked their blood, he had them under their control, under his control. Yeah. At night, at night. So but uh, all she has to do is get on the roof of your white Mustang. It's not red anymore, and go. Yeah. Woogity 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 woogity. 
Uh-huh. Well, I was trying to think of uh I mean the the character John Grease's character who is uh the werewolf. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name, can you? No, werewolf. Yes. Uh he was a very memorable memorable character even though I can't remember. Cuz I kept calling him Uncle Rico. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, once you know that's Uncle Rico, it's just Uncle Rico. But he did a really good job, and um, it wasn't overbearing, you know, his comedy relief or his character. It wasn't even like he was, you'd be like, oh, there's the comedy relief guy. That's just his character. He's a bumbling werewolf. What's not to like about that? And he was also a werewolf in Monster Squad. He had nards. <laughs> and uh, he got uh, his fingers nails broken at the beginning. Yes, because uh, uh, why did they have that one shot of that girl's boobs? I guess. J- boob count. <laughs> two. We got two. Give me two, Utah. <laughs> That's what he was talking about. But, okay, so you know what I thought was odd? Was the fact that Charlie, being Charlie, just keeps blowing his girlfriends off for vampires. Mm-hmm. You got your hair sticking out. Okay. Uh. Um... So she stands him up, or no, he stands her up when she wanted to go see some play or something. (laughs) It's me. When she wants to go see some play, and he doesn't show up, and she's just standing in the lobby, which I find odd, because if you know somebody's, if somebody's stood you up for that long, just go in and watch it. But she's just like holding her tickets like, ah. He won't be here. If only somebody would come uh, uh, and be my boyfriend. Like this... For the night. Smelly mullet man. (laughs) Uncle Rico swoops in and he's like, Who? Witchy? Oh, why? Who? You got some tickets there. Woo! I can throw a vampire over these mountains. (laughs) I don't know why I did dog noise. It's a dog (laughs) vampire. So she goes to see the play with him and... She's like, you're very sweet. It's like, so you, like, you're not even under a spell. You just let some sweaty old guy in a jacket with a mullet go, with a skullet, basically, go to a play with you. And you're just like, I won't tell my boyfriend about it. Oh, well. (laughs) Like, okay. Fair enough. (laughs) And then he, and then Charlie has a dream, a dream about, um, Regine. Regine coming in and biting his, or like them having sex or something. Cause she's like, Can I come in? And he's like, well, Sure. He's like, Hell yeah, bitch. Get Let in here. Let me hide my, my wee wee real quick. Just don't stalk. He like cleans up his apartment real quick. Like this lady's gonna care. And then she's like, Could you use your mouth, Charlie? He's, Yeah, I could say lots of words. Would you like to go get some dinner sometime? Oh, I like to have dinner every night. <laughs> so, you know, they're starting to, like, get it on, and he, she bites his neck, and he sees she's a vampire, and he starts freaking out. And then um, uh, Alex, who is his girlfriend, comes and knocks on the door, and he thinks it's a vampire, so he grabs the crucifix from the old stuff he had that I guess he didn't get rid of for sentimental value from that time he almost got killed from a vampire. Mm-hmm. And, um... Even though it shows him throwing all that stuff away. You know, yeah, we didn't mention that, uh, the beginning of him being in therapy, which is really what would happen. Yeah. 
And that that guy is like, "Oh, vampires aren't real. You're just stupid." Well, he he's like, "Your mind made it so that it was a vampire because it was your traumatic response to this event happening where he killed your best friend, Evil Ed, who I wouldn't have pegged for his best friend." And then he's like, "Yeah, vampires aren't real." And he's like, "Have you talked to Peter?" He's like, "Well, you know, it brings up old memories, and I'm pretty sure he still believes in vampires, so I'm just gonna leave him alone." And uh, the psychiatrist was like, well, why don't you talk to him, you know, just to get some closure. And he was like, okay. And he goes and sees Peter, and they yuck it up. Hold on. If if they thought that he killed his best friend, and or Peter killed his best friend, then why is he not in jail? No, the, they, they, they think that Jerry Dandridge was a serial killer. They oh, came okay. to that conclusion. Oh, yeah, that's right. He, yeah, that's yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> well, he's an old guy. Let's let him go, you know. He's got a. He's, he only he's, has a few years he's left. famous. He's got a TV show. That that would be how it went, really. But um, he goes and sees Peter, and they're yucking it up. And he's like, "Remember those vampires?" And and Charlie's like, "Oh, no." And um, so that's the first time he'd seen Peter in a few years. And he starts to see Regine like invade his mind and mesmerize him and he's going crazy and he sees her and her gang of vampires like biting people and sucking their blood and he's like oh shit so he tells peter again and then peter starts freaking out like peter goes full like van helsing yeah pretty much he's sitting around like a ring of garlic in a chair with holy water and stuff on the phone like who is it? So, you know, that dude just, he lost it. This is, it, it's just a really good buildup, and it's just a constant plot. Like, Halloween 3, wonderful, wonderful movie. The good director, dude's a good director for sure, because this is very well paced, a lot of good characters, good dialogue, and um, the bowling thing, though. It's like, why? Because <laughs> yeah. told, they told Peter to go bowling. Or no, they told Charlie to go bowling, and he had his sunglasses on, and he's like, like oh, don't Bowling? Was that what she said? Yeah. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> bowling. Got him. Blowing. So, what was uh, Do vampires like bowling? I don't know. But I remember Regine said that she's just a... A traveling artist, and he believed her instead of thinking she was a vampire. That the vampire thing was just part of her act. Yeah. She just invades your home and your dreams and, you know, morphs into your girlfriend. It's just her creative arts. And Peter's like, what are you talking about? She's a damn vampire. She ain't got no reflection. And then he sees that she doesn't have a reflection when they're dancing at the club. What's with vampires and clubs? Well, you know what? That would... I thought you were going to keep going. But uh, it does make sense when you think about it because it's at night when they're awake and there's a bunch of people that they could seduce because people who go to clubs probably go out to get it on. Mm-hmm. And they uh, that makes sense. I understand that. Okay. Um. So they're in the club and Peter sees that they don't have a reflection, the vampires, that he thinks that aren't vampires, and then he starts yeah, freaking out even Belle more. And Regine. Yes. And then shit gets real. I guess you. Yeah. you. That's when. Uh, that's when uh, Charlie starts becoming a vampire. 
mm-hmm. because he doesn't realize that that dream he had was actually what happened. He got bit. Yeah. And he starts looking at girls' necks like, oh, it's like a fresh hoagie. And then the Alex realizes that Uncle Rico's a werewolf, and and Peter's like being Peter. And then David Vincent's over in his industrial metal band. And he's like... <laughs> and uh, I would also like to point out that Dinah Cancer from 45 Grave was in this briefly. And she was the vampire who was... Exploding. At the end. I, I also like... Yeah, she's right there. The only thing I didn't like was the the elevator scene. It took a little bit too long. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is ridiculous because the final showdown with the vampires is in the apartment complex, which is cool because, like I said, it's old and, like, gothic looking, which is fitting. And in the elevator shaft, to get stuck, and they trapped the vampire in there, who is Regine. And they were like, we got to get her. And then it's just, like, back and forth elevator. And then the elevator finally falls, and it goes to the bottom floor because that's where she's trying to go because that's where her coffin is because I guess she lives in the bottom of the... At the bottom of the stairs. No, in the bottom of the building. And they find... I like this. There were coffins, like multiple coffins, where they had slept. And at the end of Dracula, when they finally find him, they like they follow him and find where he is to kill him. They go into this, like... I, I forget exactly. It's been like four years since I've read it. But if I remember correctly, it was like this weird mausoleum thing that was abandoned. And they open it and there was just an ass ton of coffins that he had slept in. Because after a while, he has to switch it up. And they found all the coffins they were sleeping in. And I was like, oh, very nice. And he another sh- thing. He should have got Exhibit to come and pimp his coffin. <laughs> this is X to the Z Exhibit. And we're about to pimp your coffin. I want the drink holders in there. We hooked you up with three flat screen TVs. <laughs> They'll all be pressed up against you for eternity, dog. <laughs> you could watch The Price is Right even in the afterlife, bro. But he's alive. It's for vampires. Is he exclusively doing vampires? Well, yeah. you know what it was? He got caught by a vampire and he's like, no, wait, wait, wait. I'm next to the exhibit. <laughs> Your coffin, and he's like, "Yeah, I would like some, you know, bells and whistles on it." Yeah, let's go. So then he got stuck pimping out all the other vampires' <laughs> coffins because he's like, "Would you want to do my friends?" He's like, "For free?" He's like, "We could make you a vampire," and he's like, "I got a wife and kids." Well, then pimp his coffin, and he's just got to keep doing it over and over again. So you want to be a player? With a pimped out coffin, you better hit us up. I just imagine somebody like spinning around like. <laughs> to get a pimped out coffin. It's got a bunch of lights behind him. For anybody listening, I had my, my arms folded like I was in a casket. And I was making like a uh, face. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> we will bring your coffin to the club. <laughs> Okay, so they find, like, the <laughs> the eight coffins that the vampire's sleeping in, and Regine keeps trying to get into the coffin because somehow they let the light down, like, um, um, Peter Vincent's shining it uh, onto yeah, them. Yeah, mirror down, yeah. down the elevator shaft. And, um, 
she can't get into her coffin quick enough, so her gene explodes. But it's dying of cancer because she was like the same build build as uh, the actress who played Regine. Julie Carmen. And um, it was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. She got disintegrated. And it's rated R. Rated R. Take right. a shot every time I talk like Meadwad. 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 <laughs> Meadwad. All right, so I gave the first one a nine, and you gave it an eight. What do you give part two? Nine. I give it a nine as well. I like the fact that they pull a lot of stuff. Another thing is that this is one of the few movies that recognizes that roses are repellents for vampires because there are natural plants that are repellents to vampires. And it's wolfsbane, roses, garlic, uh, some other one that I forget, some kind of garland maybe, and um, crosses. That's not a plant, but that's a repellent for vampires. So they they realize that roses, or they recognize that roses was a repellent for vampires because when they're in their library, and... uh, I mean, I always hated going to roses, so I wouldn't want to be in there either if I was a vampire. What is that? That store, like a craft store, like oh. for old lady stuff. It's it, got that weird smell to it when you walk in and you're just like... It didn't even have model cars, at least the one I went to. You mean Ross's? Ross's, no. Rose's. No, Ross's. Ross, Ross is, is a, a clothing store. store. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> it was when um the werewolf came into the library because he was supposed to get coffee with Alex when the boyfriend didn't show up, but he did. And then he's like, I'm going to take you for a coffee anyway, and then I'm going to show you how far I can throw a football. But, um, yes, that's when she throws the roses in And I'm going to sell you this, uh, the deluxe set of Tupperware. <laughs> how do we feel about this 42-piece set? I have these jelly beans that are funfetti, and I don't know what the hell they taste like. You haven't eaten them yet? No. <laughs> uh, she is making a very disgusted face for uh, you listeners. What? It tasted like a cupcake for a... A split second, and then it tasted like chemicals, and then it tasted like an old lady's countertop. And now it tastes like batter. Vampires would hate this. Yeah, those aren't good. It does kind of taste like icing or something, though. I guess. These were like 10 cents. Because it was like Easter candy that was on sale. I think it was a waste of 10 cents. I don't know. I'll eat them, maybe. You can make a cake and put those on top. No! Whatever that has to do with Fright Night. Okay. So, um... You just wanted to eat jelly beans. I would highly recommend... I would recommend Fright Night, the first one. But this one is very good, and it sucks because it wasn't widely known outside the the horror fan community because 
the release of it was like completely destroyed by the fact that the guy that was going to do the promotional content and you know make it theatrically released and all this other stuff and he was in charge of the release and the promotion of this movie uh got butchered by his boys he got butchered by his boys, sports fans. Uh, he and, went dumpster diving for life. Yeah, him and his wife both. Uh, their two sons came and killed them, or just slaughtered them, apparently. Was it Mendez? Was that his last name? The Menin- Menendez? Or, it was like an extra syllable. I think so. And um, and so, it was only released on about 50 screens? Uh, 150 screens throughout the whole country. Okay. So that's that's like nothing. And yeah. it tanked in the box office. And that really sucks because this is a very good movie. And the the tape, like the first one, as you can tell, is an RCA Columbia release. And this one is, uh, what was it? International Video Entertainment, IVE. Which is a smaller company. I haven't seen many tapes with that company on it. But yeah, that sucks. And if you haven't seen Fright Night 2, I definitely would I definitely would give it a shot. And it's, I also like that the 2 looks like fangs. It's on YouTube for free right now. Yep. Don't know Check how it long it'll be there, but it's there right now. So get there while you can. Only if you've seen the first one, because it wouldn't make much sense if yeah. you hadn't. Just That's- like you can't watch Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 without watching the first one. Oh, wait, you can. You absolutely can, because it's a recap. Yeah, because that's why this is part two, not just two. Cause it that is. is really probably what would happen. And they all, we forgot to mention, when uh, Peter Vincent gets caught by the police, and he's like, I'm trying to chase a vampire. i got to kill a vampire. And he's going fucking oh, crazy. Oh, yeah, he goes, to, he goes to the loony band. And the kid from River's Edge, who's like, I also play guitar. Yeah. He's the patient that lets Peter Vincent out, and he's like, you could go catch those vampires now. And Peter's like, thanks. Because he pulls the fire alarm and everybody goes out. <laughs> because Alex pretends to be his doctor, and she... <laughs> because uh, Charlie's doctor at the beginning turned out to be a vampire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, this is after our rating. Great job. <laughs> uh Wow, okay, yeah, so he turns out to be a vampire who makes the train tracks, the the, the railroad crossing, come he, down? He's got powers. He's got telekinesis. Pyrokinesis. A telekinesis. I know. Uh, he, okay, so uh, Does that she's mean getting... I can make stuff catch on fire with my mind? <laughs> okay, so he gets... <laughs> Broken out of the uh, mental institution, basically, by Alex and the help of the kid from River's Edge, who said, I also play guitar, and he is like a greasy long hair, and he's just crazy, and the lady finds the ID who she had to, who Alex had to coax into making her believe that she was a doctor, and she needed her patient, Peter Vincent, out immediately, and she had dropped the actual ID of the doctor, and... The nurse who let her in saw it and was like, hmm. And then I also play guitar guy was like, oh, oh, you ain't doing that. Because he's just making like random sounds. (laughs) He puts a waste paper basket over her head and smacks it and then lets them all out. Last thing I was going to say. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. We forgot to mention that. But we have to wrap it up. 
Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah, so go go watch them. Uh, we have not watched the uh, the 2011 oh, or whatever. Oh, I will not. Remake. I will not. With uh, the guy that played, uh, what's his name on Star Trek? Don't know. Uh, he was in the green Don't room. Uh, the guy that got killed by his own car. In the green room? I don't remember that movie. He was the Russian guy in Star Trek. I can't think of his name. Scotty? No. I don't know. The guy that says Wessel. Okay, I know. Okay, we get it. I'm not watching it. I don't I don't care who's in it. I ain't watching it. It looks stupid. Bye. <laughs> uh, like I said, we got uh, 50 uh, subscribers on the old YouTubes now. So let's, let's try to get to 100. Uh, if you know anybody that uh, that has fingers and can touch a subscribe button, yeah, make them subscribe. You slap them until they do it. I don't know about that, but you know, if you want to share it with somebody who you think would be interested in us rambling about movies and stuff, go ahead. And the action figure video is gonna co- figure. I said figure. Oh, Charlie horse. Uh oh. Oh. Damn, Charlie Brewster had it again. Uh, oh, both both legs. What the? Whoa. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna let him sort this out. Uh, action figure video coming soon. Thank you for watching, everybody. I, I wasn't done yet. Okay, well, you got Charlie horses. <laughs> It'll be all right. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll power. I'll be through. in pain and yell. <laughs> I'll power through till the end of time. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, uh, no, I don't even remember what I was going to say. If you have anything to send us, you could send it oh, to yeah. the, the, the... P.O. Box. Uh, uh, we can't... Like, we want to do a collection video, but the, the way our house is laid out, we can't really quite do that. But uh, we might do, like, some of... Like, a video on, like, some of our favorite tapes and... Records and stuff. Yeah. Let us know what you think of that if you got this far, too. And uh, if you have any questions... Like, I mean, it doesn't matter. It could be about anything. Uh... Like every once in a while, we might do like a Q and A podcast kind of thing. Yeah, if you've got or a segment, if you've got, if there are enough questions for us, uh, yeah, just like, anything about horror movies, action figures, anything else we mention, uh, random stuff, anything about Buttercream Gang or Shrek directed to him, you know, <laughs> just put go it, on. put it down in the comments, or yeah, you can message us on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, or. Uh, Carrier Pigeon. On Anchor, you can send voice messages, and we can like actually listen to you asking the question. Yes. So, yeah. Ask Anchor. away. Yeah. They anch- could do that? Yeah, anchor.fm slash whatever it is. It'll, the link's below, and you're probably already listening to this on that if you're listening to it. Okay, so if you have any questions, if you'd rather do a voice message of it, you could go to that link, and we will play it on the podcast, and then we will answer it then. All right, we're out of here. Bye. Thanks for listening. Go eat a poop thing, Brewster. (laughs) You're so cool, Brewster. Oh, yeah, that's what he says. I don't even get it. What is that? Okay. You're so cool, Brewster. Brewster's chicken. (laughs) Bye. Bye.